The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today I got the Butcher and the Blade making their Talk is Jericho debut. Andy Williams, Big Andy, and Pepper Parks talk about their journey to AEW, their dynamite debut uh, from under the ring, and where they fit into the stacked tag team division of AEW. Uh, you guys might know Pepper Parks from his time at Impact as Braxton Sutter. He talks about that in his 20-year career in wrestling, mostly on the indie scene. And Andy Williams, of course, the guitar player for Every Time I Die. They've got a new album they're hoping to release this fall. He talks about what it's been like for the band during COVID, when they might be able to get back on the road, much like Fozzie. Andy came late into wrestling. You hear why? What finally got him to train seriously and make a real attempt at a pro wrestling career. You also hear how these two guys from Buffalo, New York, ended up as a tag team. What inspired the Butcher and Blade gimmick? Lots of great stories coming up with the Butcher and the Blade. Starting now on Talk is Jericho. All right, so uh, it's the return of Pepper Parks. Talk is Jericho. Yeah, number two. And then <laughs> yeah. Big Andy, uh, Butcher and the Blade are here. Hi. After the, the shit show of the talking shop, <laughs> which I don't even know if we can ever use it because the levels were so bad and Gallows was screaming and Chad's mic just turned off, so you might never hear it. I was going to say, if, if Gallows like, walked in the door right now to do this podcast, I'd probably just leave. <laughs> he's not going to let anybody talk, so what's the point? <laughs> You found the real uh, talking shop. Yeah. This is Talk is Jericho. <laughs> yeah, cool. different from Talking Shop. And uh, this is a podcast we've been talking about doing for a long time. Yeah. And my producer actually suggested it because she also produces the AW podcast. I nice. said that you guys' show was uh, the highest rated show or one of the highest rated shows. Yeah. Really? Was it? Yeah, it must have been some oh, kind of yeah. a computer glitch or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a computer glitch. <laughs> but yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. So so it's interesting because. And we got to know each other a little bit uh, on the on talk on the talking shop, yeah. but Andy uh, and we'll we'll go into this yeah. when you were first coming in. I got calls from Scotty and a couple of the cats like, "I hey, have my friend Andy's coming in. Yeah, you got to take care of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. also uh, a, a musician, guitar yeah. player. And oh, every time I die, we got to specify this right now. This is the butcher, and the dude with the deeper voice is the blade. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Andy's I have voice like, doesn't really match. Doesn't match like. my body. <laughs> It was actually on that AW podcast. Like most of the People comments were, were "Oh, out. I thought that that guy's voice was that guy." Yeah, not <laughs> I got like a weird little tiny voice. So. Yeah, the, yeah, the twice the size. But you both yeah. got the total Buffalo accents, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we say like anything that is supposed to be like an 
E as an A, like Wegmans instead of Wegmans. Like What's we have Wegmans, Wegmans. <laughs> grocery store. Wegmans is a grocery store in Buffalo. Just Wegmans at all. Wegmans. Yeah. I, it's just because I know that that's how I say it. So I was trying to figure out one that I could say right that would make sense. But if you're from Buffalo, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got it. But you guys have had a great run here. Thanks. But when you originally came in, it's not like you were you weren't signed instantly right away. It yeah. was like for me. I mean. In 20 years, this is my first full-time job in wow. pro wrestling. Yeah, so it was a first national contract yeah. full-time job. Wow. Yep. And then, so that it, with me and him, and it wasn't with AEW. It wasn't just like, oh, they like us and they signed us. Mm-hmm. Like it was no. It was like they liked us. Like they told us they were going to bring us in in a couple months. So you're always like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And then it was like, you know, we did that. And then they're like, okay, come back next week. Okay, come back next week. So and how did you get hooked up here in the first place? Cody. Cody. Yeah. We see you on a show or something. Yeah. We uh, wrestled in Ottawa in Canada for C4. Yeah. And uh, Cody worked. Cody and MJF tagged on the show and Cody and QT were there and they watched us and hit us and hit us up after that. And and my wife, Allie, was already working here. Mm -hmm. So then they came up with the idea to put us all together and all that stuff. What's funny, though, is that Uno and Stu, our friends, like told them to watch other people on the show not us they told them to watch like other people on the show <laughs> it, it, like, it was like their that was like their hometown oh, show right, so you gotta and check i didn't out this find out yeah. until like later and i was like what the f- man like, yeah. <laughs> you know like hey man 39 i've been trying to get a job in wrestling for <laughs> yeah, yeah. 19 years <laughs> that's crazy so your first full-time contract in yeah. 20 years yeah right which I, I like i was i was signed I'm not taking digs or anything. Like no, I, I was signed at Impact for a little bit. Right. It's just the like I still had to like yeah, yeah, a personal it's trainer same, and Uber right. drive and yeah, financially it wasn't a full time. But Andy, so how long had you been working? I think I'm on the verge of seven years. Like, wow. but you got to remember that like the first three years I was touring full time. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't like like the first year you're supposed to wrestle. You're just taking matches and matches and matches. I was taking matches whenever I could. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like. I think after my first year of wrestling, I probably only had like 15 matches. Well, let's you talk know? about this a little bit. Because, so you're in Every Time I Die, and it's funny because you're the guitar player. Jim Ross said you were the bass player. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. no, he's oh, the guitar right. player. All the time. Then I started second-guessing myself. Is he a bass player? No, he's a yeah. guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. So Every Time I Die, a very popular band at, at, a, at a certain level. Yeah. Uh, not an arena-level band, but still drawing thousands of people in the For right sure. markets, right? Especially, imagine, in Europe. Yeah. Is that, we do... That, Mainland Europe, not so much. Mm-hmm. UK, UK, yeah. very well. That's the same as us. Northern, like in like Finland and stuff like that. Like Finland, Sweden, Norway, we do okay. Denmark, we do okay. Holland, we do okay. And then anytime you drop in there, it's a crapshoot. You don't like. Yeah. There could be there a thousand people at the show or forty three. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's wild, and yeah. I. It's funny because like it made me not appreciate Europe. Because I was like, man, why don't they see what everybody else sees? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we put on a pretty sick live show, blah, blah, blah. Like, the music's okay. Like, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think we're doing an okay job. And then, you know, you have your managers and your booking agents saying like, oh, this is the one. This tour is going to be great. It's like, after our last tour over there, after we did like mainland Europe, it was just like, okay, we've been trying this for 23 years. We're (laughs) done. Like, no longer are you going to come to us and say like, Hey, this is the tour. Like, dude, it's 23 years. Yeah. We tried for 23 years. Yeah. It's okay. We're going to, we'll, we'll do, we'll go back to we, Germany every once in a while. We had this conversation before. It's the same yeah. with Fozzie. We're like, you know, okay, Valken's got you. Like, Valken's had us three times. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. And then we got, you're playing Valken on a, on a Sunday and you've got 
Berlin and on a Tuesday and there's going to be a sellout of 117 people at you know Schlotsky's schnitzel bar and I'm like I'm not going back to Schlotsky's schnitzel yeah, bar don't care that. I mean I care about vodka but I totally get of what course. you're saying there's only so many times you can beat it to where you're like Dude, yeah enough, and it's right? it, and this is like if you're from Germany and you're listening to this and you're an every time at I fan I don't mean that you guys suck I just mean that We've tried so many times. You don't have the right promoters that. Yeah, and make it's it, and, yeah. and it's just it's it is what it is. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean we hate Germany. It's just, dude, for twenty three years we've tried Austria, Germany, yeah. and Belgium, and it's just it's, not it's so inconsistent. And at this point, like, dude, and you know how it is. Like, even you've been touring for as long as like our bands have been touring. After twenty three years, like break evens. Can't happen. No. If you're gonna, ma- if you're not gonna make money, I'm not leaving yeah. my house. And, and, right? There's, there's reasons to do break evens though. If it's really worth it, if Iron Maiden calls, one hundred percent. There you go. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, so let me ask you this though. You mentioned every time I die for twenty three years and wrestling for seven. What finally made you? Obviously, something you've always wanted to do, or made you finally get into the business. The funny thing is, is I started training before he did. Really? Yeah. So yeah, when I was a kid, I started training. And in Buffalo, in uh, Niagara Falls, right? It was like right over the border, like Hamilton, Ontario. It was like in Burlington. Gotcha. And it was it was awesome, but then I ended up tearing my ACL. So like, (laughs) I tore my ACL, right? And it was six months into training, and it literally was like, okay, man, I'm a guitar player. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it was something opened up in Buffalo. There was like a no. I got. I started. I started training with Josh Barnett. Yeah. Not to skip ahead, but that was the big game changer. Was like we Huge. never had a ring in a school in Buffalo, yeah. and one just opened up. I'm terrible at time. Maybe six years ago yeah, or something. Yeah, about like that. six. So that was like a big for him. Josh Burnett. No, no, no. no, no, no. But just, I, I was, but he was training with Josh before. Gotcha, I was gotcha. training with Josh, and it was like it was like more for like catch stuff. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like a lot of grapple heavy stuff, and we would work some pro wrestling stuff in there. So like I was get I wasn't getting what is what I do now. I was getting more of like a shoot, right? Uh, you know, it's like shoot. Which you have to expect that, yeah. Which is awesome. You know what I mean? Right. And it's cool that I have that context. But then when that ring opened up, like he had said, "Yo, why don't you just come and train with us?" And then that's when the big picture kind of like happened, where I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like, awesome. Let's go." Like I was at a point in time where like I was content with being just the guitar player in a band. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to like work out anymore. My body felt like shit. Uh, you're a big guy from touring. Right. It was just like, and it's a matter of just not sleeping. You know what it is? Like it's that, hard being on the that road. That lifestyle is yeah. messed up. Late you know night I mean? food. If you want to drink, you can. I mean, it's just it's just the exact opposite of, of yeah. what we're supposed Health. to be doing. And, that, yeah. but that, and the funny thing is, is that like at our level, like everyone thinks touring is like, oh my god, you're like partying mm. nonstop, and it's like, well, no, like. I have to drive at night. Like, so when the show's over, I have to get in the van and drive. Mm. And, like, most places we're driving to, you either... You're not driving driving like an hour away. But you can't. And you can't. It's like one of those things where, like, you can drive. You can stay there and get a hotel, but then you have to get up at 6 a.m. And then drive the rest of the way. And it's like, do you want to do that? Or do you want to drive halfway? Do you want to drive all the way? So you're not, like, sleeping. And you're not partying. It's, Mm. It's like... There's days you have like days off and you have days where like you play Chicago and the next day you play like Detroit or something like that. So that's like a, a smaller. But drive. if you're not traveling in a bus, then 
people might not know you're driving the van or someone yeah, yeah, in the yeah. van is driving or one oh, of yeah. the crew guys the, driving. And, and then nobody wants to go to sleep. It's like being on the road with the boys. Yeah, you don't want to right. trust somebody and go to sleep in the back seat, you know, at three in the morning on a snowy road in freaking Rochester. Yeah. yeah. And also it's like we all live in in that that like FOMO, like fear of missing out. Yeah. So like if <laughs> right. you fall asleep in the back seat and someone's like listening to a cool podcast and everyone's like <laughs> listening like you don't want to fall asleep because it's like everyone's kind of involved. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What finally got you to get into wrestling, though, like you said, after seven years ago, what was the final straw where it's like, dude, I want to do this? I think it was, and I'm not blaming this. If anything, this is a great catalyst, but it was two, I have two brothers in the band, and both of them started settling down. And um, they he doesn't. They're like, not his brothers. They're no, 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 no. The no. Like they're they're two brothers. My bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they were both like getting married, buying houses, having kids. And it, I kind of was like, well, the band's going to slow down. And if the band's going to slow down, everyone else has a pivot except for me. Mm-hmm. So like our singer, like he writes for like different magazines. He writes for Comedy Central. You know what I mean? He he does stuff like ghost writes stuff all the time. Who's the cat in your band that plays with Scott in the Keith? The, that's the singer. What's the band called? Uh, Damn things. Damn things, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Keith yeah. plays in Keith's that band. Keith's the too. singer gotcha. of that band. Yeah, and like, so he does stuff. Our other guitar player Jordan's like an artist, an artist, right? And he's insane. Like he's a an illustrator. Gotcha. So like he gets, he's done like Bill like Fall Out Boy's like like he's artwork gigs, and stuff. Yeah. He's insane. You know what I mean? Right. Our bass player is. Which has the ATM gimmick. He's just like, he just knows how to make money. It's just one of those things. Hustler, he, yeah. he owns he's business, thirty. He's a business savvy guy. Thirty-two yeah. ATMs in the Buffalo area. He owns thirty-two. Thirty-two ATMs. ATMs in the so area. if you have to pay dollar twenty-five oh, yeah. fee, he gets yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> His dream <laughs> Those is in a dollar twenty-five anymore. We, they're we all should like, open up an ATM. Yeah, it's insane. Too. It's easy. The right? problem <laughs> is just load it up with money and that's it. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to have the capital to like yeah. fill those. So like his money that he puts in there. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It I is, guess that it makes is, sense, it right? It is interesting yeah. to talk He's about how it works. Yeah. Uh, remember, I was asked, I was like, do you, I was like, do you have like a gun when you go and like load these? And he was like, I probably should, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I never but even yeah. thought about that before. It's crazy to think. So anyways, anybody, everybody yeah. has something else. Yeah, to do. I just had something and I was like, oh man. And we were doing like a podcast at the time and I had my foot. You guys in. were friends? Yeah, 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 big time. We've been yeah. friends. Like he went to high school with the dudes in my band. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, so I've it's known him strange. I, like I, I knew the other guys actually better than Andy because I went to high school. Everybody besides him, mm. and then I mean, we always we knew each other like through acquaintances. But then, like pretty much like once he got into wrestling, we started spending gotcha. more time together. Yeah, and it was funny because we had like I had a backyard fed and he had a backyard fed. Yeah, we were doing <laughs> at like, the same time, but he was on the one side of the city and I was on the other side of Buffalo. What was your backyard fed called? Mine was Extreme Gratwick Wrestling cuz that was the uh that was the neighborhood that I Part grew of up town. In. How about you? That was so HCW Hardcore Wrestling. Very very creative. <laughs> yeah. Mine was the BTWF Big Time Wrestling Federation. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was huge. Yeah. It was big time. It was, of yeah. course, it was. Yeah. Very yeah. So you guys knew each other from from high school at that time frame. Yeah, yeah. and but the thing is, is that they like they got really serious. Like they 
they had a ring and they were like renting out like venues and stuff. And like, I remember like going to shows and being like, Oh my God, like my friends suck. Like we're all like, we're wrestling in a backyard with like nothing, but like going and garbage picking. And then these dudes were like, they had a ring and I was, it was crazy. And I had already at that time I had started training. So like I was going up and in training in like an actual ring and stuff. And I was like, these guys, they have a ring, man. Like, I need a ring. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. It was my buddy just brought this up the other day. Like I, you know, like back then, like I moved away to wrestling school in '99, and like and you're up, you end up in uh, Kentucky, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That was like Les Les Thatcher Thatcher in Cincinnati. Yeah, but so like me and my buddy that did the backyard wrestling, like we at that time we were real kayfabe about it. Like we didn't tell any like. We didn't show up to wrestling school and be like, oh, yeah, we do backyard wrestling. Oh, yeah, of so course. We, we know what we're doing. Yeah, it's we almost a detriment. We, yeah. Yes, we didn't tell anybody. We were just real. I feel like it's more open now, guys, talk about it mm-hmm. more. But back then, yeah, you didn't want to tell yeah, anybody. branded you with the wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. So so you knew him, and you decided now it's time to get into it. Yeah, and it was, it, it was funny. Like, he has every attribute to teach me to be the, the best professional wrestler I can possibly be, right, as a trainer. But then there's like little things that he'll throw at me that are like little like life lessons things. And it's cooler because I'm older and I always liked the fact of like never being jaded and being like, I still to this day, like Marco will say something and I'll be like, oh my God, that was like so profound. <laughs> Instead of being like a jaded old dude, I try to always be, I, I don't know, like I, I like being, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, Well, I mean, someone, like you're saying like someone in I wrestling. I like being driven by younger people. Yeah, and, someone in wrestling might be younger than you, but they might have more experience. But like, so. so I was like, I was doing the thing where like, I was trying to look the way I look on stage so that like every time I die, fans would come to the show and be like, oh my God, Andy's an ass beater. Like yeah. I saw him wear that outfit on stage like last week and now he's like kicking the shit out of Puff. In what, what are you wearing though? What are you wearing on stage? So I was just wearing like a pair of like gray like chino pants, like, like jeans what I was off shirts. Yeah, 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 and that was it. You're in a, you're in a thrash core yeah. band. What are you wearing? Yeah, yeah. that's you're not what wearing I mean. a suit of armor. It wasn't that cool. <laughs> it was just like I looked like a dude. You know what I mean? Like, but it's hard though. And this is something I was going to say. Like I know from from, from it was kind of reverse for me wrestling first than Fozzie, yeah. even though I've been a musician much longer. When Fozzie started, people thought, oh, they didn't take it as seriously because they thought, oh, it's just some kind of a Jericho throwaway thing yeah, or whatever. side project. Side project. And I realized early on that wrestling fans wouldn't necessarily become Fozzie fans just because I was in the band. Absolutely. Yeah. Was it reverse for you? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So and it, my whole point of it is, like, I love professional wrestling as, like so much. Yeah. And, like, earlier today, like, I was talking about, pro, like, just pro wrestling in general. And, like, someone literally was like, Man, oh, it was Scorp. Yeah. He goes, I'm sorry to bury you, Scorp. <laughs> he goes, he'll never listen to this. He, he goes, uh, he goes, man. He's like, it's crazy how much you love professional wrestling. I wish I still did. <laughs> and I was like, well, you guys like have done this for so long, and you've seen so many things. But like, for me, I look at wrestling like I look at songwriting because it really is close to songwriting. How do you mean? There's always going to be an intro. There's going to be bridges. There's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you, when you're put, you know, when you're actually putting a match together, it's like writing a song. I've said that many times. It, but it's Both true. Am I not right though? Yeah. It's totally like that. And any way you look at it, if you're going to call like an all Japan match, like style match, there's going to be a, there's going to be an intro. There's going to be a bridge. There's, like there's going to be a chorus. You know what I mean? And there's going to be a breakdown. I told Sasha Banks and Charlotte that, you know, you want to make your match. I was yelling at them for something. They did something that really pissed me off. I don't have to get into it. But 
I said, you want to write your match like you write Stairway to Heaven. For sure. It ends with a big crescendo, and, there's, and they're looking at me like, have you ever heard Stairway to Heaven? They're like, uh, we think so. I'm like, okay. How about <laughs> Paradise City by Guns N' Roses? I think we know that one. I said, forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never do, mind. do what you want. I, t- I tried. Exactly. <laughs> but it's totally... Never mind. I'm glad that you like see what I'm it's saying. It's true. Yeah. Like that. And it's, it's a great like, point. So when I think of wrestling, and even like all the stuff that happens not in the ring can still be looked at as music because you're, you're it's basically... All, it's all part of the story. Absolutely. You know? There's guitar solo. Your theme music, the, the, yeah. the entrance, and, and, everything. Yeah. And you're like... And you know how it is. Like, you're a singer of a band. Like... When you gotta cock the walk, that's also wrestling. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in right, that just, just in the that way regard. You kill yeah, and... exactly. So like, for me, it's still like I'll watch a match, dude. I, I watched a match on Dark. I think it was like John Schuyler versus Cesar. Uh, I think not Cesar. It was last week's. Anyways, John Schuyler and uh, John Silver. That's John what Hunter. it was. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, that was like such a that was a thrash match, or you know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. it, it just was like straight to the point. You don't really need any, you know, it was like intro, like intro, chorus, bam, bam, finish, boom. And Done. it was like, Fuck yeah, man. Like it was a Slayer song. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was killer. It, and it, like when I say that to people, though, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking mm. about. And it's it's crazy to me that like if you can actually look at a wrestling match that you love and then find a song that like goes with it, it'll make so much more sense to you if you can put a song with it and like, it's kind of cool what we do because like when dudes make like highlight films, if there's like a Chris Jericho highlight film and they'll put a song to it, like that guy literally went through all this Mm. stuff to make you look cool with a song that he thinks fits you. Fits that vibe. Yeah. And I think that is so cool, man. I think that like for me, I like, that's why I still love wrestling and I'm never going to, if I wrestle for 20, which I'm 43, there's no chance I'm going to wrestle in 20 years <laughs> getting it this late. But like, it's, I don't know. I, I just want the world to know that like, and I'm in the works. I have this idea that I want to do. I don't know if I want to do it like in podcast form or like almost like vlog form where I actually like find a wrestler that I like, make a highlight film, discuss it. And then put music to it where I'm like, this is why I put music to this. Mm. This is this guy is so funky, he's Herbie Hancock. And this <laughs> is the song. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you see it, you go, oh my God, I get it. Like, this dude is funky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you can kind of put like a, a vibe behind something that people wouldn't normally see, you know? Because there's matches like I, I heard you outside like talking about like deathmatch wrestling. And like there's death matches where you could put a Cannibal Corpse song to it. Oh, absolutely, because they fit hand in hand. Oh, wild. Yeah. yeah. And then it makes it just that much better. You know what I mean? Right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you mentioned, Pepper, that you, this is your first like, you know, real big contract yeah. after so many years. How many years? 20. 20 years. Yeah. So what was it that made you want to team up with Butcher? 
It was nice for me because I'd been. It was a nice change of pace. Because you're you know Pepper I mean? Parks and Impact. Yeah, yeah. But, and, right. like, I have no problem admitting, like, Pepper Parks, my name in um, Impact was Braxton Sutter. It's just like. Braxton Sutter, right? Yeah, Pepper Parks, Braxton Sutter, the, like, 20-year journeyman. I don't, I don't think he was ever going to get a job. So it was, you know. With him to reinvent, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was super. We did these. You know, we cool, both did. These, yeah, we did these cool characters, and like you know, it was. It was like it was refreshing. Did you, know you I mean? sit down and say we got to come up with something, or sure. were you doing the butcher ready and you were doing the blade? No, no, together? that was no. We came yeah. up with that all, all together. Okay, so what was the mindset? You said, like, okay, I got to do something with Andy. There was a yeah. conversation. Well, like I think you were getting to this earlier too, and it kind of plays into what 100%. we were talking about before. But like one of the things I told him, like, because when he first started wrestling. It's like, dude, everybody's going to book you. They're going to book you just because they don't even care if you're good or not. Right. They just want you Nothing. because you're Andy from Every Time Andy I Die. Every Time I Die. Yeah. yeah, and it was always the same thing. They would always have a guy come down and cut a promo about him, like, you're in my world now, uh, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And then Andy would choke slam him through a table, and it was always the same thing. It was literally the same thing. And I just told like, him, I was like, dude, if you want to get if you want to get away from that, like, you got to get wrestling gear. Like, you got to look like a yes, wrestler. look like a wrestler. Get wrestling tights. Get wrestling boots. You have like, to make the two separate. Absolutely. That's Andy from Every Time I Die is different from. Well, that's yep. yeah. when we first got here. I was kind of very adamant about that first because I wanted to get away from like my old persona and like his. I was yeah. like, we re I really want to get these characters with Butcher and the Blade over. And then once we get established, then we can start dabbling into like, oh, he's also a musician and like, you know, Ellie and the Blade are really married and like right. all this stuff. Right. But at first, right. I just really want, you know what I mean? I really want to get those like the Butcher and the Blade are starting at AEW. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. Pepper Parks. It's not my Andy from every time. Two I of my favorite things to hear are one, man, I've loved every time I die my entire life and I've loved wrestling my entire life. And I just found out that you're the guitar Bingo. player. And that to me, I get that too. I love that. Dude, That's it's cool. my favorite thing. And my other favorite thing is I never tried wrestling until you started wrestling. I never tried watching wrestling until you started wrestling. Me? No, I'm saying me. Oh, I'm I, saying got, like, I got you. I got you. Until you started wrestling. So yeah, like if, yeah, a fan, yeah. if a Fozzie fan came gotcha. up to you and was like, hey, man, I never, I like your band. Yeah. But I never thought about watching wrestling. And then when I found out you were a wrestler, one I started watching wrestling. It and conversely, so cool. the one that I hate the most, we just had it again. Well, I'll talk to you about touring in a second, but we've had a tour that's been postponed a bunch of times. Right. And then the Pittsburgh show has been sold out since last year. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing because there's, there's, 10 tickets left and I always like keeping an eye on it because I like announcing the sellout yep. and I look at this thing in the ticket and it's like Chris Jericho former WWE superstar current AWC I'm like what I call her magic like, why am I still dealing with this yeah yeah after five top 30 hits yeah for sure shouldn't. and a gold record with Judas yeah and I'm still dealing with this and yeah. of course he flipped out and the gig is sold out yeah, yeah. i don't need people still thinking because then they think i'm saying this oh yeah. he's resting yeah. on his laurels as a oh, wrestler guy that, yeah. and you, i'm sure that was the same for you to a certain point it's andy williams from every time i die versus john I think, no leave every time i die out of this yeah. i gotta live or die on being but that's yeah i think it was a matter of like and me being like a huge mark for japanese wrestling in general right like i wanted to look as basic as i possibly i wanted to look like a wrestler i didn't want to be the guy that was just like oh he play fights on the weekend right you know what i mean With and i was like shorts and a cutoff shirt or absolutely yeah. yeah and like when we were talking about it i was like i want black boots i want black knee pads i want black things and i know that's overdone and killed but i want to look like a wrestler i want to make sure that like there's no if if you want me to look like a wrestler if, if jesse wants me to look like a wrestler i want everyone to go shit that's what a wrestler looks like right. 
You know what I mean? I feel like things did change once you Absolutely. switched your gear up and stuff 100%. too. And then, I mean, I, I always give him credit for the actual characters of the Butcher and the Blade. Like he is pretty much his creation. And we saw we saw Mandy in the theaters together with Nicolas Cage, and that was a big influence. Crazy movie, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we just like little pieces there, and then like we just this was his idea too. We were just saying like how our favorite wrestlers like growing up, you know, they always wrestled. But then a lot of guys also had like like promo gear or like backstage gear, you know what I mean? So that's right. why we we did the we do the white outfits if right. we're not wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's and just, it was like that was, but like when we knew we were coming back because we were locked up in New York because of the lockdown. We were yeah, we were done. Pandemic. We were, we were out for about two. And a half so months you guys were wrestling for wow, three months, right? Even without us, we were gone for three you months. Basically, just started at that like, point. I was, I was I was just thinking about we that not too long ago. I think because I remember Salt Lake City was the last live show. I mean, March 11th. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Never forget. So we, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, I think maybe we'd been with the AW for like two months, but we'd only been signed for like not even a month. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened and then we were home for like two and a half months. And that was a thing. Like when so you So it was hear, crazy to go from that high to like, gone, yeah. when you yeah. hear all the dudes who got let go at WWE, it was kind of hard for me to go, oh my God, like obviously AW is going to like let some dudes go. We're going to follow suit. Yeah. We're going to be the first on the, cause we're like, our contracts are kind of the newest. So we're going to do it. And like, dude, I, I say it all the time. I've said it on, I think every single podcast I've done. Tony Khan is the most punk rock dude. There is, if you want to talk about punk, he doesn't even know it. He has no clue that he's the most punk rock dude. He's the most punk rock dude. Now tell me why you say that. (laughs) And I'm going to, I great analogy. I know that you, you beep, the F word on this. No, I don't do it. But I'll say this right now. That motherfucker doesn't give a fuck about anything other than making this brand grow. Yeah, putting out like a kick-ass product. And I think that that, him doing certain things like that, where he put his foot down and said, no, I'm not going to let dudes go. I'm going to, and he, mind you, he did let people go. But he didn't, not a let, lot. He no. didn't let that many people go. Not a lot. He no. let the people go who couldn't travel here. Basically, and not even all of them. And that's no. understood. Half those Japanese chicks are still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But like, it's insane that that dude did that. Mm. And like for three months, dude, I had my bills paid. Every time I died, I was not paying the bills. Right. Because we were not touring. Tour. We were doing anything. So he paid my bills for three months, and he didn't have to. And I am, I don't know if this is for certain, but at that time, I don't know if he was like hyped on us as much as he is now. Now, right. Do you know what I mean? And like... So That's a great point. when we were coming back after that three months, I knew we were going to be the crowd. I knew we were going to be in the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Like he has nothing for us. It's not like we're coming back and he's like, Hey guys, I got like yeah, six weeks of story right. stuff for you. You know? But by the way, we needed people in the crowd too. 100%. So it's very important. So Absolutely. I was like, if he's going to put us on camera, I want to stick out. Yep. So let's change it up. Let's all wear white and make it look weird. And that's well, so what we did. Little angle too. is like, you know, when you think of like butchers from a butcher shop in a movie, like they always have white. They always mm-hmm. have the apron with the white mm-hmm. and the yeah. stains. And everyone was like, oh man, they're doing like a clockwork orange thing. And it was like, cool. But okay, okay, maybe. Gene, Gene Simmons told me, always look like a star. Even when you're not Absolutely. on TV. When you're on TV, you bet, and it, you guys look like stars. Because yeah. like, like you said, you look kind of like butchers combined with like dock workers. There you yeah. go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you're going to take the meat off the ship and then you're going to butcher it yeah. and cut yeah, it up throw it over the shoulder but here's, <laughs> here's something for you are you an you're an you're obviously an action movie course, yeah, fan yeah. from the 90s yeah like early 90s late 80s roadhouse is my like it's the easiest one for me to to use as an analogy yeah. because 
the bad guy. Uh, oh, Ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, you very much. I got you. So he is the bad guy. Yeah. His local crew couldn't get it done. Right. So then he had to get the weird, like, dude wearing, like, a bone necklace with a dangly earring <laughs> and a boot knife to come in. They don't, they don't explain any of it. You no. Know, that's a great point. Yeah, like, that's a great point. Yeah. He comes in. He beats some ass a little bit. He gets over a little bit on uh, Swayze. Yeah. And then Swayze has to rip his throat out. Right. So, like, when, I was, when we were putting the characters together, I was like, I don't want to explain why I have a monocle. I don't want to explain why you wear a mask because it's never explained. And all I want to do is be the weird specialty heavy from 90s action movies. Yeah. We're like, oh, they're going to call the butcher and the blade from Milwaukee. That's great. And then all the yeah, local they're... guys are like, holy shit, what? They're going to call those? I heard this about those guys. Yeah, no, uh, Desperado. They couldn't get Antonio Banderas, oh. so they called in Danny Trejo. Yeah. He had the knives and stuff. And like, it's they funny always because call in like, somebody it's, else. It's an early 70s James Bond gimmick. 100%. Too. always a side villain besides the villain. Besides yes. the main Mr. Guy. Wint and Mr. And Quint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, want, we don't want to be the main guys. Yeah, we want to be yeah, the side guys. guys. They call in. Yes. And we're exactly. technically meant to lose, right? Get over a little bit, yeah. then yeah, we yeah. go under. It's mm-hmm. okay. You know what I mean? And that's what the characters are. And it when we when people come up and they're like, Why do you have a, a monocle? And it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I have a monocle. But yet that's what people are talking about. I remember it's like you never you can't you can never trust anybody with a monocle. For <laughs> sure. Like number one. Exactly. Yes. What I always thought too, like like when when I first saw you guys, it was a great gimmick and it's a great name too, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, you know, the bees. Wrestling's always been great with the uh words with the same you know, whatever that's called, a synonym or whatever the hell it's called. And um I just remember looking okay, like Andy is like, he looks like he came right out of 1978. Mm-hmm. You name the territory: Calgary, <laughs> yeah. Dallas, Portland, yeah. Florida. I to look like Dick Murdoch, and nobody looks like that with yeah. that big stash. And then, of course, there's a monocle. Why wouldn't you have a monocle? You're yeah. this old school heel. Exactly. It was, cr- and then of course, combined with 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 Jesse with the blade, who's got the the build, the muscle. It's, yep. It was just a great look of two guys, like you said. We're gonna bring. Oh, really? Bonds out of control. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing the butcher and the blade. Exactly. The name itself is just like, yeah, I'm gonna pummel you, and he's the guy who's cut and sharp in the ring. Right. Ah, Right. I'm an ugly monster, and he is the precision. You know what I mean? And like, when people like, that's a stupid name. That's a stupid name. Like, dude, I don't want. I don't no. want to explain it to you, man. It's I think not. you've said because in your if, book, like, there's really no such thing as a stupid name. Like, no. it's like Def Leppard. I'm in a band called Fozzie. Yeah. You know what? At first, like, what? And it's then you go to our show, everybody's chanting, Fozzie, yeah, Fozzie, yeah. whatever. I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kiss, Metallica, yeah. makes no f***ing sense. Exactly. But Butch and the Blade does make sense because when you guys first even came to AEW, because Cody mentioned he was bringing you guys in, because you guys did something where you... We started off with an angle with him. Basically, someone brought you in to... Face yeah. him, right? Uh, MJF. Right, yeah. so there you go. Yep. The main villain brings in the Butcher and the yes, Blade, exactly. and right off the bat, well, that's a cool-sounding name, and then yeah. seeing you guys, because we had never met before, yeah. it was like, this is great. Like I thought you guys had been around, if, except for I knew that you weren't, but you could have been around for 10 years at this yeah. point, yeah. the way that it worked. You yeah. Know? yeah, that was an, another another credit to AEW, is like, you know, they'd reached out to us a couple of months in advance, like, I feel like you'll understand this, and I mean, they told us, they're like, yeah, you guys are going to debut, and we're going to have you cut a you're going to be under the ring, you're going to cut a hole in the ring. And I was and I, I wanted to get excited, but I was like, "That's not gonna happen, guys!" Yeah, it's like, yeah, happen, yeah. Right? it's, it's still like change. two months away. I was like, and like, we never heard anything else about it. Like, even when we got here that day, like, I Who was it Chicago, Chicago, yeah. yeah. And uh, that day, I remember asking someone, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it, it's so. I forgot about this. So what did you guys do? They 
Cody worked a squash. Right. And then right after, it was cool how they did it. Right after they, they oh no, we, they, they dimmed the lights bef- during his entrance because Cody has the dark entrance. Mm-hmm. We scooted under the ring real quick. And then like my, you know, Again, this is my first huge opportunity. So I'm like, how are we gonna cut the how are we gonna cut the thing? Like, what if I go and it pulls my mask off or something? Like but uh they Dispenza was with us, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So they had Dispenza go with us. I mean he just did it no problem. Our production guys, oh yeah, yeah, and then we just so easy. We, it was it was like the coolest shit. And it's, it's, cut through the thing and out you come. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and there it is the funny thing yeah, was some weird gimp with a mask and then some big guy with a monocle. <laughs> we were like I remember too, like going like that. It's bullshit. Like, we're going to end up just running down. Yeah. yeah and like, course. you know, like that. And then, dude, anything that dude says comes true. What's well, kind of our MO here? Like, yeah. we, we don't really change. I mean, things change and morph naturally. But when we have an idea in mind, it always happens. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's not a lot of other companies change constantly. And, and I always equate it to have said it a million times. If, if you want me to draw a picture of a cow, I can draw a picture of a cow. Mm-hmm. We might change the spots in the cow. We might give the cow a mustache. We yeah. might put humps on the cow, but it's still a freaking cow. It's still yeah. a jazz If yeah. you change and say, okay, I don't want this cow, I want you to change it into a giraffe. It's like, well, I just, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. So we, if the plan was for you to come to the ring, it's like, damn it, we're going to get there. Yeah. You know? And it would like to put this on Cody too, man. Like it was his idea and like he was willing to die on a shield with it. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, when we came out of that hole, it wasn't like the place erupted. No, it was. They didn't know who you were. No, yeah, we. I mean, we did. You know, we did indies for a couple of years, but we never did Chicago. Right, and, and you know, that's and that's how he came out wearing like an "Every Time I Die" shirt. Like, hey, this is who I am. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it was. It was. It was a weird response. Yeah, it was weird. And then like, <laughs> plus the, we were heels. Yeah. The awesome part is though is like, and I tell this, and I I don't know if you ever got into this, but like. As wrestlers, like I haven't dealt with this for 20 years. I've only dealt with this for seven. Mm. You've dealt with this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you guys have been told numerous times how this is going to happen and then it gets pulled out from under your feet. And there's a thing with like wrestlers, especially like dudes like him, where they dwell on the negative. Mm. And they always dwell on the Him and Eddie dwell on the negative. Eddie Kingston? Yeah. Well, All, once again, another guy. Same. All the time, been around for but years that never got the forever, big shot. Yeah. Right? They've been yeah. told, like, "Oh man, just, this is have, your opportunity." We have so many years of no under yeah. our belt, yeah, yeah. and no, like or of, of the disappointment, yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Plenty of those. And there was like a point in time where like Eddie, Jess, and Laura, all their confidence was down, and it, whatever it was at the Laura time is Allie. Oh, Allie, yeah, gotcha. sorry, all their confidence was down, and like I started trying to pay. I always pay attention to the small details of positivity. Always. If you ever are bummed out, come to me. I will get you in the right spot. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm the most positive. I'll I try to be the up. most positive yeah. person. And I told them, I was like, hey, guys, like a year and a half ago, did you guys think you'd be on TV for 13 weeks straight? And they were like, what? And I was like, we've been on TV for 13 weeks straight. And then it ended at 19. Yeah, so that's, like that's for we, four months. We were on every Dynamite for about four wow. months. The yeah, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny were on TV for four and, months straight. And, Eddie Kingston. and I don't. Whatever you want to say about us, if you want to think we're jobbers, we lost or whatever like that, we were on TV for four months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I started telling them that. Like at the end of the day, I'd be like, guys, hey, it's been seventeen weeks, eighteen weeks, nineteen weeks. Hey, like a little, little more rail booster. Yeah, <laughs> and like I always, I try to do that as much as possible because I don't like seeing people down. 
and especially the people that I care about, which I care about everybody here. Mm -hmm. So if I see someone have a bad match or something happens in a match, it's just like, dude, you have a million other matches that you're going to have in your life. Why are, don't dwell on that. Right. Who cares? I think here, I think like a big thing, like, I mean, honestly, Chris, like to see you, like you always have a smile on your face Mm -hmm. here. And if a guy like you is walking around here with a smile on his face and having a good time, it's like, yeah, everybody should be having a good yeah. time. You know what I mean? Because well, that, it trickles from the top. You know what I mean? So like, well, like I said, I just talked to somebody yesterday, exact same thing, what you guys are talking about, having some issues. And I was like, dude, think about all the TV time you're getting. And I said, you know, it always washes, comes out in the wash at the end. How often as performers do we get to do everything that we want to do? Yeah. Hey, I would love to be touring with Metallica and Fozzie yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a chance, maybe I won't, but it doesn't mean that you have to be angry because you're not. Exactly. No. Don't ever be angry about what you're not doing. Yes. Be happy with what you are doing. Yeah. yeah. Gratitude. Right? Exactly. That's absolutely it. That's, That's absolutely it. Like I, the, the one I always, in my head, I always go with is, I mean, I can honestly say there's no other job on planet Earth I would rather have right now than being a wrestler for AEW. Mm-hmm. And, it's incredible, you know I mean? man. Like, how, that's, how many people can say that? It, it's amazing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So when you guys came in, I remember because we have certain tiers of deals here, and you guys had the same one that Luther had, where yep. you brought in for five shows or whatever, yeah. and then. So what was finally the catalyst that got you guys the signed DDP match? Bash of the Beach. Yeah, we uh, we did DDP's final match with them, and it was after that in Miami they signed us at the restaurant at like two in the morning. So stressful. <laughs> nice, yeah. and I, dude, I had a flight to. I missed my first ever every time. Oh I yeah, show. yeah, that, yeah, that's so man. that there was. It is a crazy we, story, man. Every time I died, I played Paris that night, and this is probably February of yeah twenty, right? Twenty, yeah. 20. It was right before the cruise. Yep, yep. yeah, right, yeah. right. So they were already in Europe. They had like landed. Uh, they played a show the same night as Bash at the Beach. It was the first show that every time I died, I ever played without one. Wow. And I'm the only member that was played on every stage show. for every show. And so the two guitar lineup, they just went to one guitar yeah. for the night. Yeah. And like it, dude, Jordan's great. Like yeah. it, he's one of the best guitar players. He should get all the credit for every time I die. Cause he's right. But still you weren't there. And I was, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it was weird. But at the same time, like they were so supportive. They're like, dude, this is insane. You're wrestling DDP at bash. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So is the band cool with now you yeah. have two games? And they were like, Hey, like go do it, man. Like, you know, and I, I thought that was cool. So, we wrestled at the beach. Yeah. They had a day off. That morning, I had to go straight to Denmark. So I flew from Jacksonville no, to Denmark. Miami. Miami. Miami to Denmark. And then started my tour. Yeah, you had did to, my Because you brought your guitars with you and everything. Yeah, and then I had to fly right How long was your to tour? Work. It was like two and a half weeks. Like It wasn't that long, but it was like wrestler dude then going straight to europe I've been there yeah into rock know, mode it's nuts you yeah, know yeah, i always wondered that for you guys it has to be it is it's hard you know it's, it, be it, it's hard because like you said there is a difference between the two yeah yeah and it's i always say it's very hard to do both at the same time yeah you know I would think. it's one thing the same boat i didn't even get there because we hadn't toured yeah since aw started our last tour where we did the big iron maiden stadium show in la and we did a tour around that was 
September, October of 20. Yeah. And October 2nd of 20 is when eight or 19, 19, September, yeah. October of 19. Crazy. So I, we've never had a tour yeah. during AW. So I'm like, I don't know how we're like, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we've set up the tour now. So we have every Tuesday, Wednesday off. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. This is just in the States. So same. I can still make the show, but it's yeah. going to be weird going from rock guy to wrestling guy to rock yep. guy, you know? Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like the band, like we have an agreement where Tuesdays, uh, some Tuesdays, I'll have off, and then Wednesdays I always have off. Do you tour a lot in the states? All the time. That's your big territory. All the time. Okay. I mean, dude, for twenty three years we never stopped gotcha. touring. Yeah, that's yeah, so like obviously not this past year, but the year before. Their big one is they'll tour and then they'll end the tour in our hometown, Buffalo, New York, and they'll play their big Christmas show. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I mean, it got so there's a new venue that opened up in Buffalo, and like now now they're at the point where they they do two nights in a row because it sells out and people come from all over the world, but. A couple of years ago, when we first started doing all the AEW and the wrestling stuff, like the band, like to me, they were like they were super cool about it, and super like they it's were coming nuts, up to me man. and like really excited about it. It's so, so crazy to me. So how is it for you, conversely, when Andy has to go do a two and a half week tour, and that kind of puts you on ice in a way? Uh, it's never really, it hasn't really ever been a problem. Um, I I just felt really bad because not think of bad. There's so much of that. Story. Like so that was our that was our our you know. We knew the DDP thing. We're like, we knew it was a big deal, and then he had to ask for his first show off, like ever. And then you got, and then they recorded an album after that. Yeah. So he so would he would literally go from like the studio to the air, like because the studio was right near the airport. He would come to this from the studio, come to the airport. We fly here, and then literally land, and he'd go right back to the studio. Mm. And I was, like, I, I just felt bad for him because <laughs> I'm going home to sleep and, yeah, and right. goof off. And I feel bad for my girlfriend, man. And, right. And she's such a trooper, man. She's like. I couldn't like put her over more. Like she's my rock. So like that. There's definitely not a lot of girls that understand a, that schedule. No, no, my wife's one of them too. My, my wife should meet your girlfriend. It's my girlfriend. Same thing. Will, she'll tell me. She'll be like, "Hey, pie chart. You have a pie chart. There's wrestling. Every time I die, Hana. Yeah, your girlfriend's Hana. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, just remember, you know. Yeah, and so it, they, spread, it, spread it out. <laughs> there's times where like I'll get so focused in. You know, if, if I'm writing music, I'm so focused in on writing music. And at that point in time, it was like, I, dude, I had a guitar in my hand or my wrestling trunks mm -hmm. in my hand, and that was it. And like, I'd come home from tour, and she was, she's a pro bodybuilder. She was getting ready for a show at this time. So, like, we were just running ourselves like ragged. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She was working out constantly, like, and she was dieting. And like, I would come home and I'd be like, <sighs> Hi, how are you? Okay, uh, it's good to see you. Okay, I'll be right back. And then pick my guitar up, write a song. And it, it just was, it was gnarly, man. And like now coming back to it, I'm kind of glad that like, in a sense, I'm kind of glad that you haven't toured with AEW yet because we're going to get to do this together. Yeah. Once we can get back to it, like obviously our bands have to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Been and waiting around. Yeah. Yeah. Has been, right? Dude, my guys, man, like. I'm sure your dudes, man, just yeah. sitting at home and like we're lucky, we're fortunate. Doing gigs that can, but like you said, we have a job. Yeah, you know? yeah, it never stopped for us. Thank yeah, God, I mean, we make sure to tell. Like you know, Tony changes our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean, that it, one in signing us and my wife and everything, and then and then you know the amount of good care that he took care of us during COVID and everything. Well, another thing like, I was going to bring up too, and I've talked about, is that he kept the whole half the indie workers in America yeah. going by having dark and then they, yeah, and, and, and elevation and, and people would complain sometimes about like some, cause they ran late as you guys know, oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. be here at two in the morning or two, hey. you know, and some people were getting, I'm like, dude, what are you fucking complaining for? Exactly. We, work, we work twice Straight a week. Up. Yeah, exactly. You got and if we almost have a week and a half off after this, if we have to stay up till two in the morning, cause some yeah. brothers and sisters have some matches 
And guess what? That's what our boss wants. So just go with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I told. Yeah. I literally told somebody today. I said, you know, Tony's the nicest guy in the world. And he doesn't want people to be here not doing anything. Yeah. So he gives everybody a man. Yeah, and it's all. And when I brought that up to him when he was on our show, he's like, it's all part of the greater good. Like I'm not just doing this. Yes, out of the goodest smart extent, but it all builds our show. 100%. We're getting big ratings on these exact shows, so it all. It's it's all well, encapsulated. Yeah, it's Dude, all part of the process. I, I look at it this way too, man. And it like it it and I I don't have this stance yet because I've only been doing this for a short amount of time. But it really grinds my gears when I see people not taking that shit yeah. seriously. And when we're on dark, like. Dude, I had a miserable match against Mox. Yeah, it was hundred degree weather. You had a singles match with Mox. Dude, was- I just came back from COVID. Like that, I, that I got cleared the day before, so like my lungs were still messed up. Like every, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have wrestled that match. I put myself in. So also, I think that's probably like the third singles match he's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so what I recall was, I thought the match was good, but we had to edit some for sure because you were really blown up, as yeah, we said, right? Win, man. And it, dude, it, I, I've never felt anything like that. You know what I mean? In my life, and like, if it was a ten-minute match, oh, that's awesome. It was a twenty-minute match. Yeah. And like, I, dude, I was at home. I, I had no plane ticket. I was sitting at home. Uh, Mox had just wrestled Eddie. On dynamite, it was two in the morning. I get a te- I get I wake up to take a piss, and there's a text from Mox that says, "I think it's you and I Friday," and this is Wednesday. <laughs> like they had just like like dynamite had just aired. I think it's us Friday, and I'm like, "What?" Almost has some kind of a Friday taping that week. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "This dude's got to be drunk." <laughs> like that's all I thought I was like, he's gonna be drunk and he's texting someone late. he yeah. doesn't know that he's texting me <laughs> and then I wake up the morning and Harrington was like hey uh, can you be in Jacksonville on Friday and I was like oh my god mm. um, I, I, I'm, am I clear and then Doc Sampson texts me and he goes yeah you're clear right now mm. I was like okay and he's like as soon as you get here you have to get tested so I get there I test uh, negative I had antibodies which was sick right. but I still had COVID and you still had the after effects oh, yeah and it was 98 degrees that night that was hard this summer oh, this whole summer man. working that weather and it was just like i, that. I will i think i let, i would prefer that over the cold good point we've had that too yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like i'll take the extreme heat <laughs> over the extreme cold oh, okay so my two singles matches with AEW. one was against mox it was 90 degrees with oh, like 100 yeah. percent humidity right. then my match with Pac. that was Freezing. And it was 30. <laughs> it was 27 degrees that night. It was, it was very cold. Two extremes. Two de- different extremes. It was definitely in the 20s or the 30s. Like, it was very cold. But here's the thing. like Most people would have got really... I got frustrated in a whole other way with that Mox match because I really wanted it. You know what I mean? And I know that me and Mox would have great chemistry. And it was so easy to call the match and everything like that. I didn't take anything into consideration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't take the heat into consideration. I didn't take the fact that even though I didn't have symptoms of COVID, you just had it. It still yeah. affected me. You know what I mean? And I was still fatigued. Whatever. And I'm not making excuses no, or whatever no. like that. It's true. But it was a it's rough. A fact, yeah. It was a rough one. And I remember like the Bucks, which the Bucks kind of have like this like weird sinister <laughs> care. Yeah. Where like their care for you comes the young Bucks way. So they came up to me like, dude, oh my god we thought you were having a heart attack. And they're like kind of laughing about <laughs> yeah. it. And I was like, there's like, there was a shot where like we were overhead and you were holding your heart and you were purple. And I was like, yeah, I well, first I, I take niacin before I go out. So I'm just beat red and angry looking. 
So hopefully they're not ribbing you though. They're no, no, no. They were yeah, yeah, concerned, yeah. but yeah. they're concerned. I can, I can as see the young Nick Jackson Bucks saying that perfectly. Yeah, Man, like la- as he's laughing, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and I was like, I you know, and I I remember just after that match, I was so frustrated with the match that I was like, that's never going to happen to me again. And then I remember Tully telling me about this like crazy conditioning workout that he did, and I was like, tell me the conditioning workout because I'm going to do it every day. And he was like, all right, 30 minutes. You're going to set your timer for 30 or, or for 25 minutes. No, it was 20 minutes at first. And he goes, you're going to do 25 uh, squats every, uh, every minute, minute. For, every minute. for 20 minutes. Gotcha. And I was like, okay. And he's okay. So I started doing that. 20 minutes went by like real easy. Now I do 30 for 30. So I do 30, 30 squats for 30 minutes. Then I do 10 minutes of push-ups. Then I do uh, high knees for eight, uh, 10 minutes. At, 10 at minutes of push-ups just as many as you can? or It's, it's just 12. 12 per minute. I tell you. Like, like you do it, and then when you're done, you, you rest no, the rest of the minute. I can see why that would be tough. I'm yeah, telling so. you right now, yeah. it doesn't sound like a lot, but you're doing 160 push-ups. But you also lost like probably 20, 30, 40 pounds. After, I had to. I, dude, that, yeah. I never wanted to feel like that again. Yeah. And he like he trimmed up, and then like the I, I think the biggest one was then him and Pac was awesome. That mm. singles match, that's I loved it. That I, I told him I was like, that's the best thing you've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, that was it was a big. There was just a big difference there. Right. And it, but but was, was, I think you know I made sure because Pac like I love the way Pac works, and Pac you know he didn't he didn't call a spot fest with him. You know what mm. I mean, it was just yeah. like I don't think is, we this is what we're doing. This is where we we're didn't going. call yeah. much at all. No, really, you know what I mean? We ca- called a couple moments and then kind of just did everything out they, there. They, yeah, they, 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 they put together moments, but there was never just that's, like... That's beautiful. Yeah. I, that's, I, that's, my that's, that's my shit. That's you know Stan I mean? Hansen to a T. So like, yeah, yeah. and that's me. So like, I, uh, it was a different, I don't know. I just never wanted to feel like that again. And sometimes I'll like look backstage and see like enhancement dudes that have only been here like two or three times. And they're like, they're not like looking at this as an opportunity. Mm. They're looking at it as like, oh, this is cool, right? Man, yeah. man we're all like here, like yeah. hanging out. And yeah. it's like, dude, I'm going to go out there and beat the living dog shit out of you. And you better be there for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be, come at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that type of shit. Like, be hungry, dude. Like, and it's sometimes like I don't see the hunger. And that's when I get like AEW, like, I'm an AEW wrestler. Like, Come on, mother. you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it, yeah. I shouldn't be like that. No, you, no, but but you no. Sh- shouldn't not be like that because you're not taking it for granted. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. And I don't want to. That, passion, that's passion and, and intensity. And, and I was going to ask you this before when you mentioned in Miami after the Bash of the Beach, which yeah. by the way, DDP did my uh, podcast a few weeks ago and was putting you guys over. Oh, I started on the plane. For his big dive that. that he did. He's like, yeah, yeah. And, and and he said, I got you, I got you. Yeah, big dive. Yeah. Um, well, how did that feel for you, man? When 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 you tell us about how you actually got off oh, the contract. Yeah, it was it was after that the timing yeah, the timing worked out really well cuz I, you know, things were it was just good with his band and like I had my own personal training company at the time and it was like things were getting to be it's like okay, is like something going to happen here right. or were we just like we did text Cody about it earlier in the day and then he was like, "All right, you know, we'll talk tonight." And, and we you know, we felt good about the DDP match, we felt like it went well. And then we I think we were eating at we were eating at a restaurant like afterwards and I I just I remember me and him were sitting there and I could see Cody and Nick like far and, and like Cody had a huge smile on his face. He was waving us over, and I was just like, "Well, Andy, here we go, buddy." I think this is a, <laughs> the worst part. They waited man. forever, though. I remember getting. We got to that bar at like eleven o'clock. Oh, yeah. like that the place show in Miami. Over, yeah, yeah the show was place. over, yeah, and it was, was cool. We were all hanging out yeah. in that one area, a sports bar type. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. 
and time is going by and time is going by and i was like i'm i'm getting tired man i'm gonna <laughs> fall asleep here and i've eaten like twice already so like i'm gonna go and i literally was like tell, almost about to tell him like dude i'm gonna go back to the hotel and fall asleep i gotta t- i got a flight like oh, sorry, really early Denmark. in the morning yeah, yeah. yeah. i gotta go i gotta go international yeah they uh, like it, yeah it's kind of a bummer story, I guess. I, I don't know. When it, when it happened, I've been, you know, I've honestly been dreaming of that moment for a long time. Decades. And it, it just, and it's like when it happened, I, I, like, I just, I feel, I just didn't say anything. I was just kind of like, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just real. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, and then even like, even when we were done, I was just still kind of in a state of shock. And like, he grabbed me and he was like, hey, come on, let's go outside. And he pulled me outside and he was just like telling me, like, what happened. Like, dude, this is a big deal you know what yeah. i mean it just I, I just couldn't it just didn't seem real you know what i mean and lenny thought he thought it was a rib he said are you rib- <laughs> are you ribbing me dude it, it, you know what's what's so funny is like for, is a rib. <laughs> for lenny in general like when they came in it was like not that he looked like he had ring rust on him or whatever mm-hmm. like that but it's definitely a different ball game like oh, yeah, this yeah. is a different ball game yeah. than what we've all been doing yeah. right yeah and i think that like at first he was getting his feet wet Mm -hmm. and like everyone kind of expected him to be like Luther. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's going to be bleeding and you know, whatever. So it took him a while to like get his feet wet. Dude, once him and John start him and Serpentico started like (laughs) touring or, uh, 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 tagging together. It was weird at first, dude, they're my favorite tag team to watch now because it's such a crazy dichotomy that right. they have together. Well, we were talking, we were just talking about like fashion, so happy fashion and intensity and all that stuff. It's like, dude, like look at Luther, like mm-hmm. look how much he's stepped his game up yeah. you know, for as long it's as that incredible. guy's been around. Like he's got new gear. He's Re- reinvented his but, whole yeah, mindset. For and he had, a, he had a similar situation in a match where he got blown up. Oh yeah. Well, he was, he was really sick and he got, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And he got, you know, messed up yeah. and like, dude, again, like it didn't deter him. And make no, he him sad. Harder. He worked his ass right. off, and he is where he is now. And that's what you have to do. Exactly. That's done. literally it's going to go one of two ways, right? And right. I, exactly. I, I never want to dwell on that shit. So, like the Mox match was a bummer for me. And even after the match, Mox goes, "Dude, we're going to wrestle a bunch more." Like mm-hmm. we know, I know it. So I was like, okay. And I, like that's, I washed my hands of it. I was like, I just need to be better. And that's when it all started. But you guys have been in the spot basically since then. Well, you mentioned the thing with Eddie Kingston, where you guys were together yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And now you got the thing going with Matt Hardy. It's like you're in the mix now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels it feels great. Right and I home. think that that's like for the three of us, we have a motto which is just always deliver. And like we say it all the time. I say it to Eddie. Eddie says it now. It's just like always deliver. Like that's what, it. Basically, whatever they give us, you know, right. make it good. Exactly. Yeah. Do your best and to kick make it. ass. And in like whether you you believe in it or you don't believe in it, like you're in it. So like the minute you're in it. Start believing it, mm-hmm. and then that's it. At first, I was like, "Oh man, this my Hardy thing was." It's a little ske- like for it was a little skittish for me. Yeah, I like, thought, it would be- "Oh my god, this is gonna like kill us because we're gonna they're gonna like, like it's too it's too different or something." And it's gonna be comedy but to be with uh, Matt with, to Matt, be with Matt in private party. party. And yeah. then the minute we started like filming stuff, it was the gel was there. Like yeah. we knew, I was like, "Oh my god, this and that's is, why it works because be there great. is such a dichotomy." Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And it's the cool part is is that they're letting us be us while they're them. And we're just making it awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. think that's the way to go where like it's not going to make us look foolish and it's not going to make them look no. dark and brooding. And that's why they put you guys together once exactly. again because it's different shades. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I feel like ECW was always good at that. Like yeah. taking two guys who didn't look like they would mix 
but then giving them promos. The WWE used to be good at it too. Rock and Sock Connection, that's man. True too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it, it does come through. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. As we start to wind down here, are you guys excited? I just heard today that there's some talk about us going out and doing stuff with other in other cities and other places. Oh, cool. Excited about that? Dude, I would love to. It's. I feel like that first show when we have... Like, you know, I mean, a full house. Like, I feel like a lot of people are going to cry. Yeah. It's weird because you don't feel that. We've been on the road for so long, you know, rock and roll and wrestling is that it really was kind of, it took me a while to, to, I guess it's almost like being like some kind of a drug addict or something where you haven't done it for so long. It took a while to wean myself out of it. Yeah. And now that I haven't traveled, it's like, I think this is what we do is I love the idea of going to a new city and there's a new arena. And what's the crowd going to be like? What's the hotel going to be like? Where's the gym? Where's the place to eat? It's all part of the game. Thank God we have Jacksonville, but man, like, Dude, I know exactly what to expect every yeah. week. I yeah. was so excited when we moved hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talking about that. Yeah. Straight up, that's yeah. what we do, right? Yeah, we we are road dogs, and like, yeah. man, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I, I, I didn't even think about this. Someone brought that up. Like, I mean, even here, like, even the fans, you know what I mean? It's like right. they can't. It's Wednesday. They can't come every week. We're still yeah. drawing though. And that's yeah. what blows me away. Incredible. I mean, thank the city of Jacksonville is so great and so great to us. But made. you know, the 600 people and the thousand people at the pay per view is great. But wait till we get to 5,000, oh, 6,000, and 10,000 like we were oh. doing. I mean, it just seems like this like this dream. You yeah. know? Do you want to know you, something? I don't, I don't know if you had this, though. Like, This is the first time I've been able to just be at home. Oh, I know. In 23 years. Oh, I know. So like, I've, yeah. I've, I'm 43, and I've, I've been touring longer than I haven't been touring. Right. So like the lifestyle of like getting in a vehicle and just going very far from home and like doing that, I have only done that. Yeah. And like the last time I didn't do that, I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so like mom and dad were baking me lunch. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. And then I went on tour with like $40 in my pocket yeah. because that's what I saved. You know what I mean? And went on a 30 day, 32 It is weird tour. because like, like I can't see myself ever going to Europe for like four weeks again. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it just seems like there's no Too way. Like, but like, okay, right now this is, I think if anything, the pandemic has given us an opportunity to figure out how to tour smarter. Yeah. Right. And I don't think it's more, I don't think it's quantity over quality anymore. I think now as a band, you have to do quality over quantity. And well, that means, especially uh, not like I know shit, but I mean, especially for you guys with like established acts. I mean, like you're saying, yeah, like, there's, sure. there's, like there's, we're never going to do a tour where we're at, at a chance of losing. Yeah, money like, eh, yeah, exactly. It's not worth but it. But right now, the smarter way to tour is like, Hey, we're we're a New York band, right? Let's go to the West. Let's fly to the West Coast. Let's rent gear, rent a van, and do a two week tour. Fly home. Yeah. Have have two weeks off. Yeah. Do the Midwest. Have two weeks off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, screw getting in a van, and for me, yeah, getting in a van and doing the forty three. You guys still tour. tour on a van? I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you why. You want to make as much money as you can, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's and the thing reason. is, is that like we've done tours where 
we did a split bill, yep. you know what I mean, with someone where we got paid exactly the same amount of money. And when it's not that you're talking about money, but you're saying the tour is winding down. Hey, what are you doing after this tour? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just got to go home and work. Yeah, you, don't you know, that. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my girlfriend to Costa Rica. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, I've learned that like the quality of life is more important than like what I'm doing on the road. I don't need to sit in a bus. And I know that sounds insane. Like I, but there's so much downtime when you're on a bus. I would go crazy. Yeah. I if I was that. always on a bus. Yeah. So like, it's cool that like we can get, I, I like the tiny little com- like arguments about where you're going to eat, <laughs> like how long we have time to stop at the gas station or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like that. I like, I like arguing when, isn't it? Have you guys ever heard that? The Ramones never toured in a bus. It was, they always, oh, they always say to me. Yeah. They always did a van. I'm so far down. I could never tour and a van again. Unless they, it was a short run. Yeah. They we did argued a run with, nonstop. Uh, was, was, was slash a couple years ago. Where it was only like five dates through somewhere, and I was like, okay, we did the van hotels. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. but any more than five dates, I'd start losing. Sure. Yeah, start losing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like rich, rich choices are... to drive, and he goes to do this and load up the trailer, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. You guys are all grown men. Yeah. You're not like, 19, w- even though I'm 43, I'm still a little boy. So like, and that, in my head, I'm I'm gonna be a young kid for the rest of my life. That like, I I dude, I love the show's over. We're packed up. The van and trailer are there, and then this is going to sound insane <laughs> because it drives me oh so insane. But right now, I would pay every ounce of money I have to feel this moment of the show's <laughs> over. We discussed earlier that we we're going to drive to a hotel. We're going to drive 150 yeah, miles yeah. to a hotel, but then every member in my band decides they want to party that night. So they, <laughs> I, I don't drink, so like they party. And then it's like three in the morning and they're like, Andy, um, <laughs> it's on you, big guy. <laughs> we got to drive now. And you're like, awesome. I would pay everything oh, for, yeah, that for that right moment. Now, yeah. Like everything. And that's like my, I remember there was one point in time where they did that to me six days in a row. dude. I didn't sleep for six days. dude. I was doing eight hour drives. Like that's what you just got to take up drinking one night just to get them away. from. Yeah. I say it all the time oh, though. I go, I go guys. Tonight might be the night. <laughs> like, I'll look at the bottle while they're drinking, and they're like, "Yeah, no, oh. no, <laughs> yeah, they start freaking out." Who's the uh, if you, who's the coolest band that you ever opened for? Like the biggest band? Is there is there one that stands out, or like a festival that you did? We did a we did a, like a Coheed and Cambria Mastodon tour. Gotcha. In two thousand and eighteen, and man, that was like there wasn't a single ego on the tour, and we were all it was so the it was just it was like this like. You're walking around and like there was yeah. no like I wasn't trying to blow anyone off the stage. I just wanted to have a great show. Mm-hmm. And like the I knew the people were having a great show. And we were like the perfect like buzzsaw to go on first. And then Mastodon goes on second with like all this visual stuff. And then Coheed goes on and it's just over the top. Coheed's bigger than Mastodon? They're huge. That's they, crazy, I, isn't it, it was They're, more yeah. of like a split bill. Like gotcha. we were definitely yeah, the you. opener yeah, yeah. of the tour. You know what I mean? Like, I like uh Brand Drailer, Brian Drailer. The last time I saw him, he was wearing a shirt that said two-time Grammy Award loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the best. He's, dude, that, they're all the they're great they guys. Up, Brent is nuts. They're Brent all cool. and Bill grew Bill, up yeah. in Rochester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like we kind of grew up with those dudes, mm. like being around all the time. And then this is the we took them on one of their first tours ever, Mastodons, back in 2002 or something like that. 
and then years later, to twenty years later, they take us on tour. It's always great when a band that you took out on tour ends up yeah, being yeah, a headliner. Yeah. School later on, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wow. rad though, man. <laughs> I, I, and that was and you're watching two great bands. Yeah, it's, it's a good package, right? Yeah. yeah it's always, so it's it's just really, it, it, that was awesome. It was like for, I remember it was, for me it was always weird when I started telling people like people like oh you're in a tag team and I'm like yeah yeah I'm teaming with my buddy Andy and, you know he's like in a band and it was always like hard like to get people to realize like he's in a real band yeah. you know what I mean like he's not just he's in, in like a, a Led Zeppelin worldwide. cover band that yeah, plays yeah, yeah. in Buffalo yeah, he's you know not playing mean? on the weekends at yeah, the yeah, yeah, shop. No, he's yeah. Bending, yeah you know what yeah, I mean it's yeah. like you said it's it's a it's a cult following of music but like yeah they That's you know big it's a big cult yeah. he's been a professional yeah. for twenty and years with you. I'm sure you probably sat on a record at one point in time. Like you guys recorded a record. Oh, right now. And then you guys have a record in the can. It's ready to go. How long? Well, we, we're, we're calling it Chinese Fozocracy because yeah, it's been awesome. like over two years because we started recording before the pandemic. Then yeah. when the pandemic hit, you know, remember when it first hit? No one knew what was going on. Yeah, so we were shut down for six months. No one's yeah. doing anything. And which enabled us to hone and reshape. And then now we, I finished my stuff. A couple months ago, the last song just got just got mixed. mixed. We just got to get it mastered, but we're, we're just waiting like everyone else. Every time my dad was supposed to put a record out September 11th wow. of 2020. There you go. It was supposed to come out, and because of the pandemic, we held on to it. There's going to be songs on this record. It drops. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet. We're <laughs> I think we're announcing it this week, actually. Well, this will be after then because this won't come out <laughs> this week. Yeah. So, like, uh, at the beginning of October, we're going to release gotcha. the record. And... Um, there's songs on it that are two two and a half years old. It's yeah, crazy at this point. And like, dude, I think that if you're the same way with Fozzie, if you're gonna be in a band, that's the best band on earth. Yeah, and you should drive that home. That's right. When people hear this every time I die record, it's going to level us up. It's the best music we've ever written. Well, and that's what uh, that's what the band should say. I was I'm always waiting for a band to go. This is the third best record we've ever released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the best, but I feel pretty we, good about we've it. We've got the same two, though. The first song I tracked for this record was March of 2019. Wow. That's the first vocal that I did. Think about that. That's over two years ago. Yeah, and we don't even know this record might not come out till March of 22 right? at this point. Who wow. knows, yeah. right? That's, that's a long time. But it's insane. There's no reason to put out a record if you can't tour around. If you can't tour around. There's it. no reason this Absolutely. day and age. It just doesn't happen. So. And like that's the, I, I just, if you're an Every Time I Die fan and you're listening to this, when you hear the record, you understand why we held off. Right. You know Mars what I mean? Too, it's one too. of those things. Yeah. It's just like, I'll tell you every record, every time I've ever put out, it's 12 to 10 songs. This one, there's 18 songs on it. Wow. So like, if anything, we even talked about like, we're like, dude, this, let's, how funny would it be if we like wrote an EP now and put it out before this record even yeah, came yeah. out? <laughs> just to be an asshole, just to be assholes. Like, here, we Can wrote six that? really just cool to be an songs. Asshole. Yeah, just to be an asshole, we're going to release this EP. Yeah, here you go. Just to be assholes. <laughs> Last question for you guys as you can hear everyone's knocking on the fucking door oh, yeah. here. Uh, what's your favorite match that you've ever had? Is the, is the one that stands out above oh, the rest? Yeah. Singles, tag team, either one? I don't know. I would say at least that the bunkhouse match that we had here that was great. That's one of the. That was a great match. I, forgot I mean, about it's that in match. my it's in my top five. Like if it's not the best one we've had, it's like one of the biggest ones we've ever had. That was a great match. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Us versus Pac and Phoenix. I loved. Yeah, that was because that was a, that was a bit of a stretch for us because I remember it was we did the bunkhouse match which went really well. Then I got a singles match with Pac the next week, which was a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Huge. And then me and him main evented Dynamite for the first time the week after that. 
and we went over too. So it was, it was, it was against Pack and Phoenix. Pack Phoenix, yeah. yeah. It was like I told him it was just. I remember that was around Thanksgiving, and um, we like watching the match back. Then I remember texting him. I was like, dude, like, you know, the company we work for. And the people that work there is like that show just ended with two 40 year olds from Buffalo, New York with their hands raised. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a big awesome. deal, man. You know what I mean? Like that's and, and worth and well worth their uh, there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You know what I mean? was, like, it, worthy of being there. Yeah. It was yes. so funny because like that, like I said, we were kind of like, we're kind of the workhorse tag team where it's like, Oh, FTR is coming in. Oh, put him against Butcher yeah, Blade. Yeah. Like this, uh, put him which against is nothing. That's a good position. No, to be in. Yeah. I'm that to me is happy. But, like, you read people online, and they're like, oh, man, these guys are jobbers. And I remember, like, reading one, and I, like, I never look at our record. I don't care if yeah. we're winning or losing. Show business. And I looked. Dude, it, we were 22 and 12. And I was like, what? <laughs> 22 and 12 is a winning record? Jeez, like, that's a great record. More. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What? We're doing okay. Yeah. Like, we're fine, dude. Like, <laughs> chill. Yeah, we probably lost two Yo, weeks. Yo, I have yeah. <laughs> one thing I want to bring up with you, and it's the Flat Earth Dude. Oh, I next time you have him on, I want to be on. All right, and it, <laughs> what a deal. And only because I have three questions I want to ask him, and I don't want it to be an argument. Okay. I, and he's a very argumentative guy because I listened to his yeah. podcast David Weiss. a while, and I don't have any ill will towards him or anything like that. I just have three questions I have to ask him, All right. and I'm not going to give him away now. All right, next time he's on, we will have him please, on. Please, we'll just have ask you him on three questions. He'll have answers for you, and I don't want to argue because he's. I don't want him to think that I'm coming at him. No, no, he he, I, he he would love to answer your. Questions. I do not want to come at him. No. I I just have three questions. That okay, was it. yeah, <laughs> dudes, can I give you? I got a please. one minute story. <laughs> please, I got a one minute please. story. First time, the first time we ever met, it's very brief. I I did a lot of extra work for WWE. Right. So I, and I don't expect anybody to remember me from being an extra boogeyman. Real, yeah, as Mr. Jesse. <laughs> so we, I was in the ring training during the day, and I got out real quick. It's like one of my one of my first times being booked there. We were like rolling around the ring, and I remember it was like winter time, so I had like a runny nose or something like that. So I rolled out of the ring, and like my nose is running. This all happened in like two seconds. Roll out of the ring, a little out of breath, and went, like, yeah. And then I turned around, and you were right there. Whatever hand I used to go like this, I was, I was like, oh, hey, man, I'm Jesse. <laughs> but to your credit, hold your hand out real quick. Yeah. You went like this. You go, oh, hey, man, I'm Chris, man. It's really nice to meet you. At the end of the fingers. Yeah, but yeah. you were really nice about it. And then when we walked away, I was like, man. <laughs> I remember thinking, that guy's on a lot of blow. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing, crazy thing. We talked about it. A while ago, but you and I have done every every download you've done. I've done. Wow, that's right. Oh, it's that's funny. Cool. I went back and looked, and it was. I think it's. I think we're at four. And every yeah. time you guys, yeah, every time yeah. I die is on. Every yeah, time, yeah, yeah. That's it's funny. Crazy. That's Different really cool. stages. We never met. Either. Yeah, no, we had never met until the first day you came here. Yeah, I remember it was back room or whatever. Only because Scott and a couple other people had said, "Yeah, hey, my friend Annie's coming." So and yeah, the funny download's thing, huge. Right? I wrestled. Yeah, they show. just had to postpone it again this year. So. I wrestled at one of them. Oh, did you? And I, I'm, you were on it. You definitely were on the show. Yeah, I, I never wrestled those yeah. festivals. Like Vaken tried to do it for me years. Uh, we'll hire. We'll bring. We'll book Fozzie if you wrestle. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Dude. Yeah, you're kind of. No, but I'm not doing. It. That's my point that we said before. Yeah. I'm keeping these things separate. Yeah. If the only reason yeah. why you want Fozzie on the show is because you want me to wrestle, we're going to be on second. Yeah, yeah. on the day in the you know the hot dog stand down yeah. the road. You know, you it's rough, man. Yeah, it's like be. it's a hard thing. to Let's do. Let's never too. wrestle again on a festival. You know, <laughs> never wrestle again. On a I have to on my Christmas show, but that's it. That's the only one. Dude, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you, Chris. Chris. This Thanks, is ripping. Man.